This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Ebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Pre-summer workout and pre-fall workout and pre before the season starts, top 25 for football. We'll tell you where the Big 12 teams land and where Texas Tech should have been, maybe. Uh, at 645, it's this day in sports history. Passing on Chuck's rules for life. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. That's a really long name for a top 25. Yeah, well, no, I, uh, I may have embellished it just a bit. Mm. Just to kind of set the tone for where it was, okay? okay. It was, I think, really a, a, originally Shine's tone setter. Originally cham- championed as just as a post spring top twenty five, mm-hmm. but I added the you know pre summer workouts, pre fall, pre season to it, just to kind of give it exact kind of where it is right now. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, some things from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, when I was a kid in the sixties and seventies, the Cowboys franchise was bigger than life. With the dean of NFL coaches, Tom Landry. And then, of course, you had Tech Schramm and Gil Brandt running the show for Clint Murkison. Cowboys were so close to winning the NFL championship games in 66 and 67. Yeah. Had the Ice Bowl in 66, in which they lost to the Packers. And then they lost to the Packers again in 67. And of course, those Packer teams won what are now known as Super Bowls one and two. And, and, and you could make a case that even when the Cowboys got in there, you know, they came up a little bit short, and then when they finally won the big one, uh, there was uh, some relief uh, for that franchise. But, you know, I think the Cowboys have always been big, really, in my lifetime. I mean, there was a little bit of a spell there in the in the 80s, um, you know, in the mid-80s, uh, the Steve Pleur days, other quarterbacks like that. There was a long list of them, mm-hmm. you know, that were thought to be the next, you know, Roger Staubach. Um, and, and Danny White would have been among them, but he came up short there in, in the early, early 80s. But the, the mid-80s were lean for the Cowboys, obviously. And then, you know, Jerry buys the team, and, you know, they, they draft Troy Aikman, and they, they get Emmett, and they get Michael Irvin, and they put together an offensive line. And they, you know, Jimmy Johnson's... Dominant the, offensive line. You know, Jimmy Johnson's at the, the top of his coaching career there, coming off of, you know, winning a national championship at Miami after having been at Oklahoma State. And... It all kind of came together there, and then they they screwed up a good thing because you know just egos <laughs> just got involved in um, or whatever you know it's 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 sad because you feel like the Cowboys left meat on the bone even though they won three championships two with Jimmy and one with Barry Switzer uh, you kind of feel like that maybe they they might have missed out on on one. It's crazy to think because you won three. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the year they lost to San Francisco, you felt like they had a great chance to win it mm-hmm. all again that year. Yeah, yeah. And and who knows if they would have been able to kind of reboot, you know, um, with another quarterback if Jimmy had been there, you know, who, who would have been Aikman's replacement. And, of course, if Aikman doesn't get the concussions, and, and some say, you know, that Aikman gets more credit than what he deserves. Well, you know what? He, he let him – it was in terms of that period of the NFL with, with what they needed – you know the 
I still don't think Alvin Harper gets the credit that he deserves because um, I think he pr- proved to be a pretty good second hand to, you know, Michael Irvin and, and what Jay Novacek did. You know, I mean, all, all those things. I mean, it all just kind of came together. Uh, let's see here. This from Risa. Morning, guys. My granddaughters play softball tonight. Well, good luck to them. Nice. Okay. Hope, uh, hope the rain doesn't keep that from happening. Yeah. Is it supposed to rain tonight again? I think this morning. I think this it's morning? supposed to stop. Okay. Uh, this does Patrick Mahomes have anyone that has an active brain? Goodness gracious! You know, just when you think his brother can stay out of trouble, he can't. He gets arrested yesterday and put in the put in the clink. What a! I, it's got to be a nightmare uh, for the whole family. Just hey, doesn't even matter if your brother's Patrick Mahomes. Just still got to be a nightmare. You know, you have a family member put in jail like that. Yeah, I mean they. Clearly, they saw that coming because this was something that he had been. Yeah, you know, this is going back to an incident in February. They, I'm sure, knew that this was going to happen. Eventually, yeah, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was out of nowhere. It was a surprise or anything, but um, what a mess! Kind of reminds me of, uh, and the biggest mess of it all is this Patrick's wife standing up for him and acting like he's not done anything wrong. Gosh, what a mess! The. Uh, I hadn't seen that part. Um, yes. The, the the kind of the weirdest brother combination that I could think of prior, and th- I'm sure there's others, but when Jimmy Carter was president, his brother Billy just couldn't stay out of trouble. He had that Billy beer for a while. <laughs> it was really, I can't remember who made it, but I think it was pretty nasty. But, you know, Jimmy's brother Billy was always... He wasn't like to the shenanigan level. He was shenanigan level. He wasn't like criminal level like Jackson Mahomes. But I mean, it was still kind of. I got this brother. I got my brother Billy over here, and we just got to got to keep an eye on him. And Jimmy Carter's the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. This. Do you guys know why Tech and the Rawls course did not get to host, considering Tech is a one seed? That's from Juan. My my guess is, you know, you those things get moved around. And um, you put in a bid, and uh, I don't know what the process was for Tech this year with regard to that, if or if the specs for the Rawls course and, and the men's side of things, if it's changed, which may be. Yeah, I would just guess that the NCAA didn't rule them as a as a host. Yeah, course. So yeah, uh, this a uh, baseball question for you, Jamie, and it's basically speculation. Are we still a tournament team? If they lose the West Virginia series, which is not until next weekend. I think that if you win Sam Houston State and win one out of three against West Virginia and then win Kansas and then maybe win a couple games at the Big 12 tournament, um, just don't be terrible at the Big 12 tournament. I think you'd still get in. I think you'd be on the bubble and you'd be right there on the edge and you'd probably be hoping for a little bit of it like – to be, hey, just uh, respect for what you've done in the past, that the committee would kind of lean in your direction. But I think you'd be bubbling, but I think you'd be in. Bubbling, man. That makes you you nervous, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, With regard um, to uh, Billy Beer, this person says, I think it was Pearl Beer. Maybe it was the distributor. I, I don't recall ever having any. I wasn't old enough to drink. Uh, when Billy Beer came out. It didn't last very long. And the Carter presidency didn't last very long. He was a one-termer as well. 
Uh, let's see here. But still alive as we speak. But still alive as we speak, right? Yes. Things were looking scary for a while. And, you know, I mean, for for all his, every president has their positives and their negatives. And for really for for as long as he's not been the president, I mean, he's done some amazing things, to be quite frank, you know, in terms of what he's done with Habitat for Humanity and other charitable organizations and things along those lines. He's... He's uh, and his politics aside, he is a good dude. Yeah, that's what you can take from his yeah. post presidency. Yeah, absolutely, his detente was has been very good. Okay, he's not been uh, an embarrassment. Uh, yeah, let's see. When Dallas lost to the AFC Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl five, I threw my Dallas Cowboy helmet on the ground and broke it. I was ten years old. Uh, this guy's the same age I am. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, who was it? One of the Cowboys, I think it was Bob Lilly, almost lost a finger because he threw his helmet uh, in the air uh, after Jim O'Brien's uh, field goal uh, beat the Cowboys, which there should have been a penalty on the play, Jamie. Um, there should have been a penalty on that play because Jim O'Brien's chin strap was not snapped mm. when he kicked that winning field goal. Mm. Okay. It's so interesting. Should have been... Should have been a penalty, and they should have go had back and replay that. That's right. I'm sure that some with the Cowboys would would love to do that. Uh, this, for what it's worth, Baseball America showed Texas Tech a projected two seed in this week's way too early projections. That seems a little high, doesn't it? Uh, it seems like a healthy amount of respect for the <laughs> yeah, Red Raiders. Seems like a healthy yeah. amount of respect. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we like them. <laughs> right. Is that one of the Sign ones? Sign me up. Sign you up. Okay. Okay. All right. 640 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. It is May the 4th. And for you Star Wars fans, it's a special day for you because Jeff's got special music for you throughout the day. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's May the 4th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History. Going to start in 1871 because it was a long time ago. The first baseball league game took place. The National Association of Baseball Players, be specific. Fort Wayne 2, Cleveland 0. Deacon Jim White gets the first hit. Deacon Jim. And it was a double. I love those because that's kind of like Preacher. You know, Preacher was usually a pitcher. Deacon. 1893, Cowboy Bill Pickett invents (laughs) bulldogging. The skill of grabbing cattle by the horns and wrestling them to the ground. That's called bulldogging? Bulldogging. That's interesting. Okay. 1929, Lou Gehrig hits three consecutive home runs. Yankees win 11-9 to over the Tigers. The Yankees could use him right now, huh? Come on, man. They're on a two-game winning streak. Why are you dogging them? Okay. They're on fire. They're on fire. Okay. All right. <laughs> 1963, a game I would not have wanted to see. Pitcher Bob Shaw sets a record for five box mm. in a game. Mm, that's interesting. Is the box becoming more called or called for, or is it about on par what it usually is? I think it's about on par. Okay. Mm-hmm. The balk that blows a guy off the rubber and gives you a run 
Seems like it's being called more. Because <laughs> okay. I just saw it for the first time ever last weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe in the pros. <clears throat> we saw one a few years ago for Tech. No, I saw it against Kansas State yeah, Red Raiders this weekend. This weekend. You don't remember the, the Bach? For, uh, it here. It was here. The it blew a guy off the mound with the wind? Oh, no, no, no. I, was, I thought you were just talking about a Bach in general uh, having a run going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen walks, uh, box before, but I've never seen the wind blow a guy off the rubber causing a balk that gave you a run. Okay. Now I understand. Mm. I wasn't listening when that happened, but I, I caught your recap of that when... You guys were talking about it on uh, on the broadcast. Not the most exciting scoring play in the history of sports, <laughs> no. but we'll take it. Right. Especially if your offense is scuffling. Mm-hmm. 1975, Houston's Bob Watson scores baseball's one millionth run of all time. Right. There's a fun little story. If you've got, oh, about 15 minutes to go through, there's an interesting documentary on how that last run was scored and what happened and how close it was for the one millionth and one million and first. Yeah, it's it's like right there. Mm -hmm. 1996, the 122nd Kentucky Derby took place. Jerry Valley wins aboard Grindstone, his second Derby victory. He also won 1993's. On to, uh, uh, while he was aboard Sea Hero. Do you enjoy the Kentucky Derby? I mean, I realize you're usually busy with Red Raider baseball or on the uh, on, at, towards the end of it, but is that something that you want to know who won? Uh, that interests you at all? No. Okay. Not really. It, it, it interests me. Okay. Well, that's fun. I mean, it I think a lot of me. people are not horse racing fans, but that's the one time that yeah. they're they're dialed in or whatever. If I'm sitting in front of the TV, I know it and I knew it was about to run. I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bore me. It's just not something I'm, you know, looking, searching for who the winner is or anything. A lot of pageantry, uh, with the Kentucky Derby and, mm. you know, for the, since about 1997, I've been involved with our Cinco de Mayo, which is always the first Saturday of May. So that interrupts, interferes with the Kentucky Derby. Cause so we're in the heat of it by the time that thing is going off. But I, I do like the run for the roses and, you know, the all the, the a little bit of the lead up. That would be something that would be appointment television for me if I wasn't wasn't already uh, occupied on uh, Saturday afternoon. I do love the three hour lead up for a two minute run. <laughs> does it take that long? How There's long a lot of pregame. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, how long does the race take? It's it does about two minutes. That's about does, it? Two, oh, it says, does it take two minutes? Yeah, about two. two. That's just two minutes in sports. Yeah. Okay. I would have guessed like a minute, 45 seconds. And see, they took but, Dave Johnson off the call, and I know that. I know oh, that. Man, the, I know. So disappointing. I know. So you don't get to hear the, and down the stretch they come. Well, down the stretch they didn't come in, in the 2018. New, the new guy doesn't say that? Well, not quite like Dave Johnson. Um, I mean, okay. I, say, I thought say every it. horse racing guy said <laughs> and down the stretch they come. I can assure Just you. like if every I was... Major League Baseball announcer says, and here's the pitch. And here's the pitch. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like that's something you just have to say. Yeah. And every news anchor says, and we'll be right back. Well, and then they say, thanks for, thanks for coming back with us. I'm like, well, we didn't go anywhere. Right. How do you know we didn't go anywhere? You don't ever get up during commercial breaks and yeah. go grab a, a grapes, Kool Aid, or 
swig out of your milk jug? Yeah. Don't do you? Yeah, I do. Ever? Yeah. Or yeah. use the restroom? Yeah. So yeah. you might have gone away. Yeah. yeah. See, they could be right. Yeah, they could be. They could See, be. See, right. that's that's not the one that bothers me. It's the uh, the flight attendant on the plane welcoming us to a city they just got to as well. <laughs> you guys. That's the one that tickles me. Uh, it's National yes. Candied Orange Peel Day. What? Candied orange peel. You've never had a candied orange peel before? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What is it? Is it the it's, sugar ones? Yeah. It's like, it, it's not the 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 orange slices, but okay. it, you, you actually use orange peels for it. Oh, no, I've but never But they had get this. soaked in syrup and, and it crystallizes. They're really good. I've, have you ever had one of these things? I don't know that I know of. I don't know what it is. Or yeah, what. it doesn't sound like anything I've had. It's I also just, homebrew day, and it's hoagie day. So, you know, celebrate as you see fit. Not a fan of the hoagie. You a fan of the hoagie? It's just too much bread. I am when it comes to, like, a meatball sub sandwich. Oh. Yeah. You need the bread for those so it doesn't, like, just deteriorate into nothing. Yeah. Happy birthday. And I love those. Happy birthday, Lance Bass, 44, Will Arnett, 53, Rory McIlroy, 34, Randy Travis, 64, and Aaron Andrews is 45 today. And for history, I could tell you about how Rhode Island became the first colony to declare independence from England, but that's kind of boring. And we could learn about the Red Army starting to enact retribution against the Poles after the fall of the Nazis, but we have lots of time to talk about the Cold War. Instead, we're going to go to 1994. In a groan-inducing moment on the floor of the UK Parliament, a lawmaker uses a pun that will spawn its own holiday far, far away from the halls of government. Quote, May the 4th is an appropriate day for a defensive debate. My researcher, who is a bit of a wit, said that it should be called National Star Wars Day, said Harry Cohen, a member of the Parliament from East London. He was talking about the, st uh, the film Star Wars rather than President Reagan's defensive fa fantasy. And he added, may the fourth be with you. This is a very bad joke. It deserves a sack for making it. But he's a good researcher. The pun, which may or may not have been one of his own staff's original creation, has been repeated countless times since to the extent that may the fourth is now recognized as Star Wars Day by Lucasfilms, Disney, and fans around the world. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history on this May the 4th. All right, if you have a thought or comment, you can hit us up today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Also, the Visual Edge IT hotline is open today. Uh, Shelly says this, uh, forget the Kentucky Derby. It's end of the bench derby day. The end of the bench guys got a little something going on, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they do. They got some horse racing thing going on. Okay. Yeah. With the Kentucky Derby? Is it in conjunction with No. It? It's their own no, deal? It's their own deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope this, it goes well. Well, it uh, does it involve any kind of competition, or is it just made-up stuff? I think it's made-up. Okay. It's all no. the names that have been submitted over the year, and they whittle it down to the qualifying horses that will be racing today with Clint Scott on the call. How do they decide who wins? I don't, uh, I think, 
I is this think like Clint WWF, makes it up. It's decided beforehand. I, I think Clint makes it up. I'm not 100 percent sure on yeah, okay. so which Roy, Roy how the race is. No put actual together. competition. They just have already decided. Okay, it's yeah. make believe. Okay, it's make believe. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Fun. Theater of the mind. You know, you do you. That's, that's right. right. Have, have a fun. have a little fun on the end of the bench uh, mm-hmm. today. Uh, this from Robert. Hey Chuck, did you forget? I did about pot smoking Roger Clinton, Peter Clinton's brother. Uh, as far as uh, getting in trouble, I guess I did. I guess I did. Somebody says there are more blocks because of the new rules. Okay, well, I don't know about that. Uh, we get. I this. surely don't think I've seen more for tech baseball than any other year. I think maybe talking about the pros, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe so. Uh, this, I agree with you about Harper Chuck. He was dangerous to the opposing secondary that Urban was open more often. You could say that about... Morris in relation to Michael Crabtree, that from Washed Up Guy. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Your chance to crack the code is always there. Go to Double T 97.3.com. Your chance to win a thousand bucks. Uh, but you've got to crack the code. It's presented by Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone, where they make your house a home. Your uh, opportunity is to uh, go to DoubleT973.com, fill out just a couple of questions, and then enter your guess, and you could uh, have an opportunity to crack the code. The next one that comes up is at 10.15 this morning on 100.7 the score during the end of the bench. Bottom line, guys, we'll do it as well at 1.15 and Tech Talk this afternoon at 415. Again, go to doublet973.com for your chance to crack the code and uh, somebody at the end of the deal because you could have be an instant winner for a thousand bucks or on June the 1st, you could win five thousand dollars. Sweet. Okay. So, uh, good luck. Good luck uh, to you on that. Go to doubletnt973.com. And again, it's brought to you by the Home Zone. And you can do that right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Right. Like, you right have right to wait. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. And you keep listening, uh, right now. Speaking of the end of the... And I would suggest putting the number three in first. In first, yeah. Yeah. That would be a really good plan. It, only if you want to get it right. Yeah. Put the yeah. number three in first. For this week. All right, the second annual End of the Bench Derby um, has been posted on uh, the 100.7 The Score site. Um, I, I can't... <laughs> I, I can't read all these names out loud because some of them are, are just a little... All of them have been set on the air. That's how, that's the rule that in order to be a horse name, it's got to be set on the air. I'm just saying that it's not been set on, on this show. Not all of them. Helium Hacks is among them. Uh, someone's Grandma is someone is, is, is among them. Um, goodbye June. Uh, Kami Satellite. Gas station fireball, she nasty, salad wagon, and hubosh, hubish, hubish, habubish, hubub, hububish, hububish, Never mind. You know the big dusty days we have. They're called haboobs. Habubish, ish, and then you add ish. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, of all the ones that he got stuck on, that's the one he struggles <laughs> well, with. Well, I mean, that's all, folks. Yeah, it's, there was a lot there. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's right. Okay, uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Yeah, people that live in Lubbock complaining about traffic are living in Wolforth and having to drive back to Lubbock. 
That from Red Raider 2 guns. <laughs> back to. Yeah, back to. Uh, Syntax Hank says this, if they make Grumpy Old Men 3, I think Chuck, Chuck should have a su- at least a supporting role. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Uh, this is a truck driver. The road construction struggle is real. It's everywhere. Thank you for your support on that. It is real. All right. Uh, Jamie, I saw this this morning. Here is the actual headline. College football rankings. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State lead post-spring top 25 ahead of the 2023 season. This is a CBS sports article, okay, written by their college football guy, Dennis Dodd. So here's who they have, okay? Uh, They have Georgia as the number one team. Shocker. Yeah, it seems like uh, Georgia has just has it going, obviously. They're going to try to three-peat. They have um, as many as 16 players with starting experience returning. Okay. Um, they, they say on, they're all good. They, they say on this, the <laughs> schedule is sharp and soft. The dogs may not be challenged until Tennessee until November, in November. Here's the recruiting budget for Georgia. $4.5 million. The recruiting budget. Okay. Okay. Michigan is number two, and they think it's going to be a third straight college football playoff appearance for Coach Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he's heading into his ninth season at Big Blue and uh, is going to have a running back that could make a Heisman run. His name is Blake Corum. Okay? Uh, they say on here, look forward to more bully ball from Jim Harbaugh. Okay. Right behind them in the Big Ten, out of the Big Ten, is Ohio State. Um, No C.J. Stroud, lost a lot of offensive line talent. Um, They have questions on defense. And they say this, for a team that's ranked number third in the preseason poll, Ryan Day, the coach, must, must beat Michigan this year. Remember when they were saying that about Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how that flipped. How that flipped, right? So, uh, Kyle McCord uh, will probably be the starting quarterback. Uh, he's a five-star out of Philadelphia. Uh, number four is Penn State. Man, think about where Penn State was, you know, right after the Joe Paterno um, stuff that came out. And and um, they've, they've got it turned around, obviously. Uh, they were in the Rose Bowl. They've got a quarterback uh, that uh, they feel good about. They've got talent at running back. I'm going to guess they have defense because Penn State always has defense. Fair to say, probably. You know, uh, LeVar Arrington, who was on right ahead of us, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, uh, spoke has spoken very highly of Penn State. He went to Penn State. He's a Penn State guy. Uh, here's one that's, uh, that's interesting to me uh, at number five because they're way off the radar, primarily because they're in the Pac-12 and we just don't see them. And that's Washington. Um and so Washington could make a big run at uh, getting into the college football playoff because remember, there will only be four teams in there this year. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, who's to say that the Big Ten's going to have two teams in there? Because uh, that doesn't always happen. And certainly the SEC is going to have something to say about that. And Alabama, the team that's ranked six, is going to have something to say about that. But Washington would be kind of a new look. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're a team that we've, we've seen before. Then, uh, then Alabama, Florida State, LSU, seems like usual suspects. 
Notre Dame at number nine and Clemson at number 10. So really the only kind of newbie to that, that list is, is, uh, is Washington. And you feel like that, you know, Notre Dame is, I guess, just going to be Notre Dame. The highest ranking Big 12 team. Do you want to take a guess? Texas. No. K-State. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, they have a foundation there, according to uh, Dennis. Uh, he's built quite a foundation there, Chris Kleiman. Uh, they've got a quarterback, Will Howard, who is back again. Uh, and uh, as, the, as the starting quarterback, after two years of backing up, they've got a couple of running backs. They've got a Florida State transfer. And um, he says this, until further notice, the reigning Big 12 champs have to be considered the 2023 favorite. Hard to disagree with that, right? I, I would agree with that. Uh, USC is 13. Utah is 14. Oregon State is 15. Tennessee is 16. You want to guess who the next Big 12 team is at number 17? Texas. Texas is correct. Uh, and how about this? Do you think most people would know this? Because I didn't. Or I didn't realize this. Or I just, I just, It's not walking around knowledge for me. K-State has won two Big 12 titles since Texas last won one, which was in 2009. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they've got Quinn Ewers, a quarterback. He's got to improve, but obviously he's got Arch Manning right behind him. But Arch didn't look very good in the spring game, according to some. Okay. Don't know how he looked in actual practices. Um, there is pressure on uh, Texas to have, quote, a breakthrough year. Uh, he says they should be favored to win the Big 12, but until they actually do, we'll have to see it first. And they have road trips to Alabama, Baylor, and TCU. Um, road trip to Baylor listed as like a a tough one? That's what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, first off, it's like 15 minutes down well, the road. Well, I know, I know. I mean, probably thinking <laughs> Second of all, would you guess that it's going to be darn near, you know, I don't know, probably a third Baylor Texas fans? You would think so. At least? You would think so. It's interesting that they list that as a tough That's, road trip. Well, and you could say the same thing about and TCU, too. And, it, and it's also not, Baylor's not coming off just this stellar sure, season. Sure, sure, no? sure. Um, okay, so then he has uh, North Carolina at 18. Well, you got to say that Mac Brown's done a really good job in his second bite of the apple there, because that usually yeah, doesn't, that that. doesn't usually happen. Um, you want to take a guess at the next uh, Big 12 team at number 22? Who? TCU. Kind of a surprise there. They've got Kendall Browse now as their offensive coordinator. They had eight players drafted, which was the fourth highest number in the country, including the Heisman finalist and their quarterback, Max Duggan. And then coming in at number 25, the last Big 12 team. You want to take a stab? Texas Tech. Oklahoma. No Texas Tech. I was disappointed by that. And I felt like that he had a chance to crack that top 25. And who knows? Maybe after people rethink things or after the first couple of weeks of the season, you'll be that way. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.30 and some change here this morning on the morning drive with uh, Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines on this May the 4th. 
Hey, what's your what's your question for me and us and James, Jeff and everybody? All right, so we're going Big 12 football here, and I know we've kind of had a version of this before, but mm-hmm. I, I want to just tweak it a little bit here. Okay. I want you to include the four new schools in mm-hmm. the Big 12 conference, and we're going football. Okay, I want you to include those four in okay. to the conference standings. Which team do you think will take the biggest jump forward from where they've been? Mm. And which team do you think will take the biggest jump backwards from where they've been? Well, I think the team that's going to take the biggest jump backwards is TCU. I know that's not necessarily the – maybe that's the low-hanging fruit because they were 9-0, and you know, in, in the regular year uh, last year. And um, I think they're going to take the biggest – I think they're going to take the biggest fall. And I think um, – I think the team that's going to take the, the biggest uh, – the problem with the upgrade is kind of what it's going to be. I think it's going to be Oklahoma because they went three and six last year. I hate saying that. I'd love to say Texas Tech, but I mean, Red Raiders were fourth. And so I kind of have them two right now. So four to two is only two slots. And I think Oklahoma could be could be third in the Big 12. Might even contend for the for the title. And so I'm including BYU, Central Florida, Houston, and Cincinnati. I don't think they're going to make the big jump. Okay, Jeff? Uh, TCU is the easy answer for the step back um, with what they've lost. And going undefeated in Big 12 play is not easy to do. Uh, I think the biggest jump from a national perspective might be BYU, Mm -hmm. where they have been a good football team. They've turned some people's attention toward them, but now that they are playing in a Power 5 conference on a week-in and week-out basis, perceptionally, I think they are going to get the biggest bump this year. Okay. That's an interesting take. Okay, so I think the the harder one is who's going to jump forward. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, As far as... I'm a little surprised with with um, your answer from both of you guys with, with TCU, as harsh as you've been on Houston. I mean, Houston's been a team that we've seen go undefeated deep into, you know, <clears throat> be eight, nine games in yeah. undefeated, be hanging in the top 25 a bunch, um, be talked about as, you know, top group of five school and all this kind of stuff with their football team. I don't think they're going to be as bad as you guys think they are. And didn't you pick them 13 or 14? And when we talked yeah. about them, yeah. Yeah. okay. I yeah. mean, they've been a team that's living in the top 25 mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and has been undefeated into November and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they're going to be as bad as you guys think they're going to be, but I don't think they're going to be anywhere near that. Okay. And so I, I think they'll take a bigger step back than than a you know schools like TCU or Oklahoma State that I do think also are going to take a little bit of a step back from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. I think the harder one is, like I said before, is who's going to make a big jump forward. It's hard to think any of the the newcomers will, but I, I think Jeff was making a good point there. I do too. Uh, about BYU, and I mm-hmm. think you make a good point on on Oklahoma as far as them 
you know, it's, it's Oklahoma, right? They can't be bad, continue to be bad. They were three and six in the Big 12 last year. Yeah, just there's that wonder about can their new guy actually coach, be a head coach. Don't know if Venables can or not. Um, I think I would have to go with the Sooners as well. Just the pure expectation of what they've been in the past and how high highly they recruit and all that. It's just like, yeah, they'll get it figured out. Yeah. And so I, I think Oklahoma. I, I don't know that if I have them as high up as you did, moving them all the way to number three in the Big 12 standings this year. But, yeah, it, it feels like they'll they'll take a jump from that three and six mark to at least get to a, you know, a five and four, mm-hmm. six and three, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, may not be back to the Oklahoma that we expect, right? Or like that they expect eight and, eight and one, <laughs> yeah. nine and zero oh in conference, whatever. Right. You don't make the college football playoffs; it's a failure right. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said this: uh, Tech was not fourth last year. Chuck, I'm just going by Big Twelve standings, conference standings. You know, TCU was nine and zero, oh, K State seven and two, Texas six and three, Texas Tech five and four. If you look at the all the games, yeah, you're tied for third at eight and five um, with Texas, and and you beat Texas, so you could you could make case while well, you were you were third, so to speak. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of just conference wins and losses. This is how I looked at that. Okay, I get it. Okay, um, this uh, from the Eights Flooring Center chat line with Tech. It's a show me situation for the pollsters. Also, eight TCU draftees. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's what they had. I mean, you know. It's uh, funny that they use that as a reason why TCU is going to be good because they had eight guys drafted. Right. No, actually, that actually hurts them. It hurts them. That, right, that right. doesn't mean they're <laughs> going to help you. That means that they're right. gone. Right. Yeah. Should have. Okay, we got eight good transfers yeah. in the portal. I, all those games. Yeah. The, the dude that wrote that article. That was, yeah. He, there's, he had some interesting stuff in there that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, this from Red Raider Two Guns. My cousin DJ Giddens should start this season for K State. He's number thirty-one. Oh, good for him. Uh, I hope he has a really good season and loses every game. Yeah. Uh, this from Ed Day. I mean, we want Kansas State to lose to to Texas or to Baylor or TCU. I just want them to lose specifically to us. I don't. Okay, that's one game. Yeah, I hope DJ Giddens and his K Staters beat all those teams I just mentioned. Um, this good news, Chuck just came down the interstate going north and the construction on the 34th street bridge is done. Hey, good news. That is good news. That's good news. That it didn't really cause me as much consternation. Um, this Chuck's always salty when someone questions him. I wasn't, I wasn't being salty. I was just trying to state where, state where, where I was coming from. Salty. Yeah. When I'm questioned. Ah, when I'm questioning, I know I'm right. Okay, yeah, I'm salty. <laughs> well, I mean, in that situation, there were just two different ways to yeah, look at it. Yeah, two different ways to look at it. You yeah. can look at the conference standing, uh, yeah, conference record, or you could look at yeah. the overall record. That's, yeah. that's all. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, both of you are right. True. It's crazy when people think of Pac-12 football, USC is front and center, but of the two teams from the Pac-12 that uh, made the college football playoff. USC isn't one of them. Oregon and Washington have the only two appearances from that conference. And USC just blew it last year. Yeah. And Oregon obviously will be here in town uh, this year, and that'll be that'll be a big test for the Red Raiders. No question. You know, um, that might – I'd have to go back. I, I don't have my tech uh, media guide with me. I'd have to go back and look. 
because I th- I think that's maybe one of the tougher non-conference, maybe the toughest non-conference game that we'll have had in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm talking maybe my entire life as a season ticket holder, which goes back to 1993. I'm, I'd have to go back and maybe you had some games like against Oklahoma and Nebraska when you were in the in the you know mid '90s before the um, before the Big Twelve. I can remember playing Tech playing Oklahoma on a Thursday night, and and playing Nebraska, um, the Oklahoma and playing Houston. You know when they had David Klingler, those were those were quote. But I mean, this is legit football powerhouse. You know, kind of like I mean, kind of like Oklahoma was when you played them and. You were still a member of the Southwest Conference, and they were a member of the Big Eight at the time. And I just remember that as a Thursday night game because it was just a, it was a butt kicking. <laughs> Unfortunately, seven forty this morning here on the morning drive. Boom, boom, boom is next. A reminder: We'll have Lubbock Cooper baseball on the air for you today. They take on Amarillo Caprock. That's at five o'clock uh, today, and then uh, that the playoff series continues tomorrow. And there could be two games tomorrow. So uh, it's a best of three series, right? And uh, we'll have Friendship taking on El Paso Eastwood uh, tomorrow night. That'll be at uh, 7 o'clock. And we'll have that on Sunny 97.7. And then those that series continues on Saturday. Could be two. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's May the 4th. Jeff is uh, getting down with his uh, Star Wars music this morning. Is this the best of all of them? Man, that's tough. I mean, this is up. It's hard to beat the Jedi theme. Mm-hmm. Um, Vader's Imperial March is is so <laughs> iconic that you is can't that get the done done. That dun. would be that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Cantina song is probably the one that. It's the only song that band knows. I don't so, know that Cantina song. Yeah, you do. You were whistling it just a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. Which is what? What is it? The dun 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 dun. Okay. You were literally singing that down the hallway. Okay. Because uh, it's the only <laughs> song they know. Okay. Um, there, there's such it. John Williams does such a fantastic job overall. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he does that makes it sound more familiar than in, than you would think it would be is he steals from himself. Mm-hmm. You will hear little bits of all of these different tunes in a lot of his uh, in, in music uh, with regards to the they take the Jedi theme and do the uh, not the harmony. The um, uh, I can I, what's the name I'm looking for? It's the minor key. They I do the minor key of the Jedi theme at some the C point. minor, Jamie. What the, the, the it, he'll take the Jedi theme, but play it in a minor key when he's doing something for the Imperials that you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. but it's not the exact Jedi theme. Okay, so he steals from himself a lot. We we steal from others as well. Sometimes I steal from myself too. Uh, we come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio, and with Jeff McGuire and Jamie Lynn, I'm Chuck Hines, and. Uh, so is this a, a real deal with Mahomes and Kelsey and the golf match? Have you seen this? I have not seen this. Uh, it looks like uh, there'll be a made-for-TV event on June the 29th. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson uh-huh. in a golf tournament against 
Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow. That sounds incredibly fun. That does sound, that does sound like mm-hmm. fun. And they'll have them all mic'd up and all those kinds of things. Let's be careful with Kelsey. He has a tendency to get a little mouthy. Get what you... I guess that maybe that's what they're looking for, though. I don't know. That's going to be fantastic. That's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Somebody... I, I, look, I don't know why... The golf team is not hosting if they are the one seed. Uh, that that stuff is set way in advance. It's not like, it's not like you because they they got to align the golf course. I mean they, you know whether it's the rough or the 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 you know the first cut or the the green or the the fairways themselves. I mean they they don't just you know say oh hey Texas Tech's number one or oh hey USC's number one. We got to play at their home course. I mean. This, I'm not going to say it's years in the making, but I'm certain I'm certain it's at least a year or so in the making. Yeah, I don't have the answer for that, but I, I assume it was a, a situation where they they felt like ahead of time they knew where the courses were going to be, mm-hmm. and you know whether it was that Oklahoma has a better course or they paid more money or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, it could absolutely be a bidding process. I really don't know, yeah. but that would not surprise me at all. Yeah. That yeah. was the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's a bidding process involved and I'm sure that this is something that's awarded, you know, more than just a few months ago. So, mm-hmm. uh, would be my assumption there, but you all know what happens when you, when you assume, and I certainly have, Tech would have probably offered more money, except Fardaz Amac took it all to California. So. <laughs> but I'm sorry, low blow. Just a joke. It's okay. Not real at all. It's okay. That was me being silly. It's okay. It's okay. I I did, and I know we. I, I want to get to this Dak Prescott stuff, but since since you brought that up, and I had I had expressed concern about how quiet it was you know, with regard to uh, the basketball team and the basketball program, at least on the men's side. And I had lunch with a couple of friends yesterday and, and we were talking about this a little bit. And one of the part of the discussion that came up was it, it, this is kind of maybe Grant McCaslin's MO. The other part that came up was just, and this is just discussion. Okay. This is just three guys having lunch uh, was that, Potentially, and and so, some are in more in the know than others in, in this group. That potentially that McCaslin's philosophy on um, nil is get the player here first and then tell them what they've got, not use the pay for play as the means to get them here. And in some aspects, that so makes, this is a new philosophy. I mean, was he dealing with a lot of that at North Texas? I, have, I don't know. Yeah, my guess is no. My guess is no. But that maybe maybe the part of the philosophy is that, hey, I want to recruit him here for the fit of the team and for the player that I want and all those kinds of things. And then we're going to talk about money and not money as the lead to get them here. Now, could that if that's the strategy, could that backfire to a certain degree or could that that that's oppo of what some of the other big basketball program could that hurt you? I don't I don't know. Does that. Does that mean you have a more loyal team? I don't know. Is that the actual philosophy? I don't know, but that's that was floated yesterday. Um, hard for me to believe that any of these top kids that know they have the opportunity 
top young men, really not kids, to have the opportunity to make money through NIL mm-hmm. would at least not ask that question before they commit to it. Sure, and and it, but I mean, and that may be not that you know, you're already signed, sealed, delivered, and then we talk money, but maybe that the instead of using the 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 money as the bait or as the lead to get them to at least be interested in you that that comes as a as a function of it if that were the case i i mean i would love the stance i just don't think it's realistic okay okay i mean let's let's just let's say you're you have a son Mm -hmm. okay that's wanted by many schools across the country Mm mm-hmm Okay, and he's transferring or he's an incoming freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I so you might not, you might say, because I've heard you say it before, don't ever make a decision based completely on money. Take a job for money, right? Take a job okay. based right. on the job. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say that there's 10 schools that want you, okay? And you're going, and, you know, seven of these don't make any sense for us. We're going to cancel them out. No matter how much they're offering, we're Mm -hmm. canceling them out. So we're down to three schools. We're down to three schools. We got school A, school B, school C. You you mean, so these are three schools that I think you would flourish in. We like the coaches. They have the right um, academics that we want for you. They have your, you know, your degree, all the above. So all three of these are acceptable. Mm -hmm. You're not asking, okay, how much are you offering? I think once you get down to that point, you probably are. I, at one hundred percent, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you're taking all the the pros and cons from each of those three sure. schools to help mm-hmm. make that decision, right? I, I think. And the, so you would ask that question I, again. I love the idea or the philosophy of, hey, I want guys that want to be here and not just be here for the money, but it's not realistic to think that you're not going to talk money before they commit to the school no I, I and I don't I don't mean to make that insinuation I just mean the, the the I think the point that was made was that's not the lead card that's played hey we're gonna pay you we're gonna offer you 500 grand or whatever the number is and there also may not as be as much money this year as there was last year I I don't know don't know what the quote payroll is going to be like um but uh the other the other discussion was is that this is not a guy that demands a lot of publicity Versus the previous head coach to the previous head coach. So that may be why it's so quiet right now. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.